0: on today's episode of gathering the kings
1: i realized this is where i need to be to make the money like this is where i'm most valuable because nobody cares more than the owner right yeah that was kind of like what changed everything for me
0: you are listening to gathering the kings with Chaz wolf featuring fellow seven eight and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be Everybody, Chaz Wolf. I'm back at you, Gathering the Kings. I've got Sean Whalen, the King Stage today. Brother, how are you? I'm doing great, man. doing great. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day. Dude, I'm so glad that we get to do this. I've just been interested since the first time we chatted about just all the things you've got going on, being a dynamic in the family and all that fun stuff. You're going to be able to tell your story, but tell us what kind of business that you have, man.
1: Also uh, construction business. We were general contractor, but we switched our focus to exterior replacement over the last year and a half. We're still kind of transitioning. It's hard to say no, you know, to money when it's coming in. We're transitioning to just the exterior replacement roofing siding windows.
0: Did that start because of COVID? No,
1: really it started because it's just easier to scale. So it's harder to find carpenters, electricians, all those different trades than it is to just stay focused in one, at one area. And it's always what yeah. we were the best at. So it was always our bread and butter, most profitable Type of work, so it it only made sense. But like I said, it's kind of it's tough to say no
0: sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that uh, probably every entrepreneur listening can relate to that, especially earlier in the game, where you kind of have to say yes to not anything, but maybe more things outside of your realm than necessary, so that you can survive. But I've got a question for you before we dig too much into the history. Obviously, we're going to get there at this stage in the game. Man, you're a success to everyone else, right? Like we look at you, and you've made that shining image, if you will, of like success you've made it. Multiple businesses and you've got that place or multiple lines, I guess, services inside your business. But why do you still do it at this point? Why are you still grinding? Why are you transitioning to exterior? Like, why are you still pressing as hard as maybe you always have?
1: Oh, man, that's a good question. I guess, you know, I've never really thought about it. So you kind of put me on the spot. But I mean, I don't know, man, I just always have been driven to just, I mean, through everything, like even as a child, I've just been driven to just you know, keep getting better and keep going. A big reason is, is generational family. I want to make the old man proud. I want to carry on the legacy. I got two boys. I want them to have the same type of adoration that I had for my dad. And yeah. You know, legacy, I guess, would be would be the short answer to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm on the front end of that as far as being able to produce something that uh, maybe my kids can take, but I love that. That's, I think that's where I'm, I'm, I'm personally so intrigued by your story that you can, that you've been able to pick up something and take and run with it. So let's, let's go back into the history. Like how, how did you get involved with this business? Did your dad initially started? Do you guys do it together? Give us, give us some information there.
1: Yeah. So my dad's a union carpenter and just started this business about four years before I was born. So in 1982, he started it just like his side thing, you know, just to make more money on the weekends.
0: Yeah,
1: And then, you know, I came along, so he pushed even harder and that's probably where it comes from. Some of the drive, both my parents are extremely hardworking, but so that, and he still kept, it was always a side gig for him. And then I grew up on the job site, swinging a hammer, you know, building, loved building things, loved, I, I mean, I did everything. I remember I told my dad when I was like probably 10 or 11 years old, I said, I want to get a paper out, you know, I want to get my own money. And he was like, no, 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 you come, <laughs> you come work with me, man. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get you cleaning the ground and, and doing all this, you know, entry level yeah. stuff. But, and then I just loved it and I always did well in school. You know, I was never like exceptional, but I was never bad. And he kind of like wanted to push me out of the, this because it's hard work, you know? Well, in his, the way he was doing everything was hard work, you know? Sure, sure. Yep. And so I kind of, to, to appease him, I had to do college for one year. Okay, okay. fine, you know, like I said, nothing, nothing terrible, nothing exceptional. But I came to him, I was like, all right, the year's done. This is not me, man. I just can't do it. So he got me into the union and, you know, I learned a lot there and spent a lot of time honing the craft and not really learning business as much right. because it's just the model that he had, you know, it was just work hard and you'll have a great life. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: And then around 2010, I think I was like, Hey, let's just do this full time. We got the skills. We've built the relationships within the industry. Let's just do it full time. And that uh, took a little arm twisting, but we did
0: and uh, never looked back, man. Been, yeah. been going ever since. And you both left at that time full time or, or just him, yeah. just you, like did you guys do the stages? Just, you. just me. And
1: he had only a couple more years left to retirement. So he kind of did it. double duty. And then when he retired, he did mostly like, it, I don't want to say administrative work, but you know, yeah. office work as far as it yeah. goes. And I took over. Doing the jobs, running the jobs. And you know, don't regret a single minute of it, man. It's been hard, but you know, finally getting to the point where, like, wow, it's worth it,
0: you know? Yeah, exactly. I want to to showcase that a little bit because that's the listener who isn't at the seven figure plus mark yet. They're in that grind. They're in that, like what you saying, that hard, not that business doesn't, but you just you get bigger, it gets easier. That's just the reality. So I'm I'm curious in that in that story there. I heard several things. And it was this dynamic of like your dad wanting to like help you, but also he he only knew what he knew. And so that kind of, you know, guided your path a little bit, knowing what you know now, obviously you probably would have something done differently for your sons, I would assume. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if I could do
1: it all over again, I would have spent less time getting good at the craft and more time getting good at the craft of business. What makes you a good craftsman or technician in any field doesn't always make you the best business owner. So a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, 80, 90 hour work weeks, trying to get it figured out. If I could change something with my sons, I would still have them do the hard work. You know, it's important. I think But learn, you know, use your head a little more than you use your back and your, your tool belt.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. And then that can be applied to any business, right? Like I'm just thinking of people that maybe do marketing or, you know have a, you know a bike shop or whatever type of business that it is if you're specifying in the actual service then then that's not the same as running the business and so obviously the point there is that if you're doing both that's okay but really the ultimate goal as a business owner should be to run the business not necessarily be the the technician or the marketer or the tradesman or the or the craftsman so where for you along your journey did you realize that that was the case. Like you had to get good at the business side or working on the business as opposed to in. So, pretty recently, actually,
1: I mean, I kind of always knew it, but it was like, you know, you people tend to fall back into what's comfortable for them, and I'm no different. So, I would say probably like beginning of end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I started like, you know, entrepreneurs are a little stubborn, I think. So, I was like, I can figure this out, man. I don't need help. I can figure this out. I read every freaking business book under the sun and was just, you know, putting in the late hours, waking up early, trying to do the stuff while still running the jobs and everything. And then it all kind of just clicked for me. I came to my wife and I was like, Hey, look, I can't carry on like this. If I'm going to get to where I want to go, you know, I need, I need to figure it out. And I think I'm going to try and get a business coach. And I did, I've had a couple first one was great, you know, and then they get you so far, but like that having somebody show you what you don't know. Like I didn't know, you know what I mean? So avoiding mistakes and just getting, getting kind of business literate, right. was huge. And then I realized this is where I need to be to make the money. Like this is where I'm most valuable because nobody cares more than the owner. Right. Yeah. That was kind of like what changed everything for me.
0: Yeah. That's huge. I think that the mindset there is spot on and I would agree with you. You know, I've paid a lot of money to business coaches to teach me things, even sometimes things that I already know, but it was just the the reinforcement of it or the accountability piece of it. And so the one thing that you said in there that you said, basically, now that you're busy with these things, what are these things that you're doing now that you wish you had known earlier that you should have been focused on? Okay. So
1: the first thing was getting understanding and control of the finances and the numbers, right? Yeah. You know, myself personally, I speak for myself only, but like, as long as there was money and we were busy and there was money in the bank account, things, you know, the sun was shining, but that's not always the case. You you don't know what your operational expenses are. You don't know what your break-even is. Like, you don't know what it costs to just keep the lights on, right? Until you get slow and then you can't do it, right? Then, you know, then you panic and then you scramble. And then back to the other point of like, not being able to say no, when you're in that desperation, then you're taking jobs that you normally wouldn't take or that you don't want to take just to get revenue in. Yeah. So that was the first thing, and I knew that I was—I knew enough to know that was what I needed to do. And then, like, just building, building systems and processes. And I feel like for me, that was like always like, oh, how do you do it? Like, I don't know, I don't understand. Everybody says you need systems and processes, but how do you actually right. do it? And it's really yeah. not that hard. I mean, it's simple. Simple and easy are two different things. That's right. I literally would just do things in real time. And, and as soon as I was done, it would be like game film. I'd be like, okay, what did I do? Write it all out. There you go. There's an SOP. Yep. There's this. And they're fluid, right? They change all the time. Totally. But then that, and then like making connections with industry leaders, like, you know, going to events and meeting people. Like for, for me, it was like real estate agents, insurance companies, brokers, things of that nature. Doing that, things that you wouldn't have the time to do when you're grinding all day, and you got to go home and you got to write a couple estimates, and then you got to pay the bills. You got to do payroll in the morning before everybody's there, right? Those things take away from what you really need to be doing. I knew that the faster I could get away from that stuff, the better off that not just me, everybody would be in in the yeah. business, right? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think what you just said there at the very end, we have said so many valuable things. I think if we ended now <laughs> that the listener got all that they came for, but what you just said there at the end of, of being able to have the value, not just for you, but for the entire organization, like it's not just you like buying your time and, and getting freedom. All those things are absolutely true, but the, the time and the freedom allow you to make decisions and be high level and be able to grow the business, which then gives opportunity to the team and, and allow for you know, better benefits and whatever the things that come along for the other team members, it is not just you building this thing for you. It is the whole thing. It's when you have that perspective, not everybody has that, right? It feels selfish. It feels like I'm just building it for myself. And at some point you have to realize that, you know, it's that transition from warrior to king that we talk about inside of my brand and and mastermind, but it's like, you have to be able to really like think of the, the people around you, your family and the community and the, your team and all of that, it becomes way more important to you than just you. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that was hard to kind of, for me personally, and I'm sure other guys that are in here, you're watching, and girls, when you're like in the, whatever it may be, if you're a baker, a marketer, whatever, and you're doing the work and you're the best, that's why you started the business. You're, at least in your mind, you're the best at it within your organization. It kind of feels like when you're stepping away from that, you're kind of like leaving them. For me anyways, I kind of felt like, yeah, you know, it. Like, am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I, I'm leaving them to do all this stuff, but you just got to trust your people, man. And for me, it was real reassuring when my my main guy who has been with me since we went full-time was like, hey man, we got this. We know you got to go do what you got to do. You're not abandoning us. You're not being a wimp <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever trash goes through your head. Yeah. Or fears that you have, right? Yeah. That, that was when I was like, okay, yeah, he's right. This is what I got to do. And then shortly after that, Everybody starts seeing the
0: benefits, and if you're doing it right, and everybody's rowing in the right direction, man, the boat moves a lot faster. It does. Wow, what a what a blessing to have that guy. If you hadn't have had him tell you that, where do you think that you'd be today? I'm sure you still be you know further along than you were then, but like, what was the what would be the difficulty? Do you think that you'd be experiencing today without him giving you that that clarity? Oh,
1: I mean. it would have been, it would have been an affirmation of my fears. Like I don't have the guys or they think I'm, they think that I'm like just trying to get out of work or whatever. Right. Because totally. And I'd be still half in it, you know, and, and every once in a while I get, I get the urge to just, you know, strap the tools on and go out and I will just because like everything's taken care of. Right. I can't, I'm not going to go blow off and play golf. I'm going to go surprise the guys and show them that I can still do it. Yeah which, you know, I don't know if they like it or not, but I don't (laughs) care You know, everything's good. So yeah, I mean, I I would probably would have been still trying, still killing myself, you know, 80, 90 hours a week trying to figure it out. Right. Cause like, you don't stop. What are you going to do? You're going to give up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've had that same thing. I've got, you know, a couple of key folks that along the way have been just, you know, just affirming of like, Hey, we, like, we know when you're doing our role and that role that you're like, that's nuts. You shouldn't do that. You know, like, when you hear it from somebody inside your team, it's just a whole nother level. It also means you got a good person, right? Like you got you to gotta hold on to that one for sure. So that's awesome that you've had that. Okay. Well, tell me along the way here, you've kind of already mentioned several things, but if I were just to ask you, what was one of the best decisions that you've made? What would you share, especially with the thinking from the listener's perspective of I've got a six figure business. I'm trying to get to seven. What would you share as one of the best decisions that you've made?
1: Ask for help. Don't be like as, as entrepreneurs, which, you know, yeah that's what this is geared towards. Yeah. Like I said, man, we got, I got this like pride thing. At least I did in, in the people in, in my personal circle that are in the same, not the same industry, but the same circumstance running their own businesses or high level in somebody else's that we, we, we have this like pride of like, I can figure it all out, but you really, I mean, you could, I'm sure that, you know, people have, but get the help. It, I mean, you're going to make mistakes, right? Everybody's going to make mistakes and they're the best teacher. Failure is the best teacher, but if you can avoid some big ones, man, and and just have, have a mentor of any kind, even if it's outside of the industry that you're in yeah. or whatever, just business for the most part, small business is small business. There's intricacies for each one, but yep, get help, get a coach, get a mentor, reach out to somebody, get involved in a, you know, a Facebook group or whatever, man. And you'd be surprised how willing other people are to help you. hundred uh, percent. That, that, that was, that was probably the best thing that I ever did. Do you think that you
0: learned that piece that you just shared because you were just kind of hitting your head against the wall? Or was it like you learned that somewhere, you read it in a book, you went to a conference like, oh, ding, I should ask for help. Like, how did that happen for you? I
1: think you mean, like, how did I come to the realization? Like,
0: I should probably get help. Yeah, because there's people listening right now that just heard you say, go get help. And whether that looks like you said, a Facebook group, a personal coach, a friend, like whatever that looks like, right? They've heard it before, most likely. Yeah. whether this moment or the previous moment it some somehow for each of us it goes ding like okay maybe I should actually go do that now like was that because for you that you had just been beating your head up against the wall long enough where I got you you know or was it something yeah. different uh, probably a combination of both so
1: I you know I listen to podcasts read all the books whatever <laughs> sure go to the seminars and I had that pride. Like, okay, I got, I'm getting, I'm getting the information myself. Like it can't be that hard. I build things for a living. I can build this. Like I can do it. Right. Right. Um, right. Honestly, it was, it was partly my wife and she was just like, Hey, look, you're not going to stop. I know you're not, I know you like, you're not going to stop, but you're not, you're, you're going to drive yourself into the ground. So you should probably, we should probably figure something out. So then I started looking, I went to my coach. Now I went to a mastermind that he had and that the organization had in Denver And light bulbs were just going off the whole time I was there, man. I met a lot of great people there, like not, not like in the crowd, like same people as me. Yeah. Yeah. And made, made a lot of connections and came home, but like just fired up, filled with energy, ready to, ready to work. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, huge. sometimes you just got to do it. Right. And and you're not always going to get it all right, but sometimes you just got to like, you just got to take action. If you, if you're confident in yourself and you're willing to bet on yourself, which if you
0: weren't, you wouldn't own your own business. Sometimes you just got to do it, man. Cause you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Sounds like your wife took, must've read the same book that my wife did because that, that sounds like a similar conversation that my wife had with me. of like, I know you, I know you're never going to stop. You're going to run hundred miles an hour every day until you can't. Yep. We we've got to, we've got to figure out something different because, because we're made for more really. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's not just about, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks. Although I think that, workhorses, you know, guys like you and I, we do there's 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 a certain level of fulfillment in just working hard and getting it done. But man, if you you can reach more people, you can have better systems if you if you do it differently, which I think is what you've been saying the whole time. So, okay, well, so you you said if you could, you know, for the listener, if you can if you can get around some of these these good people, whether it's a mentor, a coach, a friend, whatever, then you can save yourself from some of these big mistakes. So, what was the biggest one for you that you can save us from?
1: I guess it would be, it would be like a combination of them all within the same category. And that would be taking work. It's not one of our core competencies just to get money in, you know, and I, I'm telling you, I, almost every mistake that I can think of has come down to doing the wrong type of work for the wrong type of people. And, yeah. you know, i try just on having integrity, you know, one of our core values is integrity. So if I said, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, right. you know, whether I'm losing my shirt on it, it's going to get done. Yeah. And it just builds this when that when stuff like that's happening, it just builds toxic because you're stressed out constantly. You wear it like like the clothes on you. You take it everywhere. Your guys know it. Your girls, your team, they all know it. Your family knows it when you come home and you're ripping your hair out. So that would be the biggest the biggest thing. And there's been so many. I mean, you know. Just just because they're shiny, right? Oh, that might be a fifty thousand dollar job, but you're not that good at whatever that is, or that customer is not the right fit for you. So yeah, just say no. It's better to have a it's better to have a slow couple weeks than a busy one where you're losing money.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's In your it. experience, it sounds like that not that those experiences always lead to losing your shirt, but every bad experience that you can think of you just said has always stemmed back from either the wrong type of client or the wrong type of work and so there's obviously something to be said about that statistically for you oh yeah and like now it gives you a confidence to just say no thanks oh dude no
1: is the most powerful word and you don't have to be like it's not even like and, and this was hard for me this this was hard for me to like come to terms with like nine out of 10 people will actually respect the fact that you're being, that you're being honest instead yeah. of just trying to please and, you know, be everything to everybody. If you just say no respectfully, Hey, look, we can't do that. Unfortunately, that's not our type of work. And even if it's the customer, you don't have to tell them like you're, you're an a-hole. I don't want to work for you. Right. There's ways to have yeah. to remain tactful about everything, but you, you keep your integrity, your reputation, right? Cause what can they say about you? You just, you were honest with them. Right. And it's just, it's like a freeing. It's not a bad word, man. It's, it's probably, it, it's, it's, it's a powerful word and yeah. that's it. Just sometimes you just got to say, no, sometimes the best job is the one you don't get.
0: Yeah. You know, and I'm just, I'm trying to liken this for the listener. Who's, you know, they're very much in the grind phase. They're, they're just trying to get enough resources to be able to get to where you are. And they're hearing this going, okay, it makes sense. But man, if I, if I took that job, then I would have the money potentially to be able to hire that extra admin person or hire another team member. And they want to do the right things, but saying no to them feels like slowing down. What would you say to that in response? Oh, sometimes you got to slow
1: down to, to speed up. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take two steps forward. And really, I know, and I, you know, if somebody would have told me this, you know, I, I've heard this, you know what I mean? I'm not, this is, I'm not making this stuff up. I didn't invent this, but, and I've been the same way. Like, that's yeah. easy for you to say, right? right. Sometimes you just got to do it. And you know, like everybody listening to this knows whenever they're about to get into a circumstance, like this, I know I did every time, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. speaking from a construction perspective, but yeah, I I could tell, all the alarms were going off. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes that shiny object is hard to take your eye off of and I've done it more than I'd care to admit, but yeah, it's still there. Like still, I'll be like, Oh man, that'd be a nice one to get, but probably shouldn't.
0: <laughs> probably shouldn't. Yeah. I think, I think the one of the most powerful things that you just said was that you just have to do it. You have to say no. And probably that's the difference between you and I and the person listening is that they just haven't yet. And so the power that comes behind it, they're in theory like, oh, if I say no, then that means no revenue or whatever. And I hear you saying that it might lead me to bad things. But once you actually then go say no, what it does is it positions you, like you're saying, to go, okay, not only do I value my time, I value my team's time, I value Everything that it is that we're doing, I value my reputation. I actually want to like deliver. I actually want to bring the result that I'm saying that I am. And so if I stay right here, I'm going to be able to be like really, really good at what I do, which then breeds confidence over you, your team, the, the results that you're getting. And it allows you to actually stay focused to then bring in other people in this lane. But you don't really know that until you say no, and you feel the power of walking, like letting a deal go letting a big opportunity go away. But then right away, usually, I don't know if this is your history, it is with me, usually right away, it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like the, the calendar gets full or another client comes in in that same lane that you needed to begin with. Is that true for you as well? Yep, absolutely. It's crazy how it works. But, you
1: know, like you said, you don't know until you do it, right? But like yeah. that right there gives you confidence, right? And, it, and your team sees it. To me, it's a good it's a good mark of a good leader. Yeah, knowing when to say no and also being willing to turn that down for the benefit of everybody, not just yourself, but the benefit of everybody. And they noticed there was times where I thought maybe, you know, maybe I'm letting them down or no, but they're like, there's been times where they were like, Hey, I'm glad you didn't take that job because we're spread thin already. Yeah. Yeah. Like you saying there's a level of
0: respect that they see.
1: Absolutely. And then, like you said, other better opportunities, nine times out of 10, follow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, the resilience or almost even like refreshing that you breathe into your team when they know that you've said no, because it's not just about the money. You know that it's not about the money, but when you've expressed it, when you've shown it, when you can walk away from a deal, it's leverage every single time, even in real estate. You know, like if, if I can walk away from the deal, any deal, doesn't matter. You got to be able to walk away from every client. It's the exact same thing. I cannot need this client so badly that I would be willing to jeopardize the calendar, my team, the efficiency, the, the the profit. I mean, all of it, it makes a difference when you stay in the lane. So, okay, well, that's great. So regarding discipline and process around making decisions, do you have anything specific that you kind of like put decisions through in order to make kind of better decisions today than maybe you have in the past?
1: Yeah. Do they align with my personal values, and are they going to get me closer to where I want to be? If it's a no, then it's easy. Yep. And that's that's again too is not easy to not easy to come to. Like I've wrestled with that for still to this day. But like you know, you just got to do it. You can't sacrifice who you are and your morals and your personal beliefs to chase whatever it is.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I love how you said that. That one first. And then the second thing you said, as far as like, does it get me what I want? That sounds so simple, but that's pretty much how I would answer that question as well. Like if you can clearly define what it is that you want personally, professionally, inside the business, for your team, like all these different angles that you can define what you want, but does this help me get that? And if it doesn't, it's not even a question. Like you just off the table, it goes, you know, yep. if it does, then you, then you should press into it. And usually it's those decisions that, you know, probably cost you money. Probably, you know, it, it's like, ah, it's like, you know, you need to do it, but it's difficult to say yes, even though you know you should anyway. Those are probably the the more difficult, at least least with my experience. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, let's do the speed round here. I've got some questions I want to throw at you. I want one word answers if possible, but I'm notorious for digging in further. So the first question is inside of your business, if you could only track one metric, what would it be? Gross profitability. Okay. And what does that mean to you? Like, how do you, how, like, off of a quick answer there what does that mean for you are we hitting
1: are, are we hitting the numbers that we need to hit to stay profitable and keep the lights on keep everybody happy paid and is there money left over to grow the business
0: yeah which goes back to the very almost one of the very first things that you said is that you had to get right financially first before you could really press into the business absolutely got to know your number you got to know your number that you need every month every day every year whatever it's broken down that's actually running a business and not just kind of like Let's we'll see what happens. <laughs> yep, for sure. Okay, what book would you recommend that a six-figure owner read? That's a good one. I've read so many books. Right now,
1: I'm reading Relentless,
0: the mm, Michael Jordan
1: trainer, Tim Grover, mm-hmm. and it's great, man. It's and it's like a good one. I'm actually listening to it because it's like a good one. You can yeah. you can throw on while you're working out, going on a walk, driving in the truck, whatever. You don't need to be analytical with it, and it right. fills me with motivation to just get
0: after it so that's what i would say that's a great book i'd highly recommend it as well one of my favorites okay do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs yes okay and why why did you say why yeah why
1: because man i mean it's lonely at the top you think you're alone until you get around other guys not not like at the top you know not in like an egotistical way but when you're the guy in your business or girl yeah you're the one with all the answers. And sometimes you don't have them and yeah. it's good to get around other people that feel the same way. And you realize like, Oh man, you know, we're all human yeah. beings. I'm not, I don't have to be this, like, you know, yeah. this invincible thing. Like it's okay to be vulnerable and have problems and share them with other people that are in the same situation as you or have yeah. been
0: Yeah.
1: or and help other people too. Like that's, that's just as fulfilling. Like yeah, it, I, love that. I like more when I have a, a solution for somebody else's problem. Yeah. Like that, you know, it's like Christmas. I'd rather give a gift than get a gift.
0: Totally. So, yeah. Which in, in, in return, what you're saying is it helps you grow. Even if it's something that you already know, you teaching someone else reinforces it in yourself and your business. Cause you better be doing what you're teaching. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That's incredible. That's, that's a great answer. Okay. And so I've got, I've got one more question before the last one. If you only had one hour each week to run your business, how would you spend that hour?
1: Oh wow, 1 hour. Oh my god. I would probably be reviewing financial reports and making making corrections and going having financial meetings with with my team.
0: Yeah. My okay. management. Yeah, you got to have the right team in place, that's for sure. Okay, last question, are you ready? Yeah. If you lost it all, what would you do, Sean?
1: Oh, first thing I would probably get a job. To get back on my feet, you mean like what would I do? I would get a job yeah. selling, uh selling for uh for a roofing company or okay. or try to get it try to work my way up to a sales manager okay. just just to get enough bread to start all over again. Yeah.
0: yeah. And take the same risk, do the same business, just go at it in a second time. Yep. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. It's what
1: I know, man. It's it's in my blood, it's generational. Ah, uh, I love it. You know, I actually love now coming to work every day and showing up for the team and showing up for the customers. And I like the challenges of it all. I like the win. Obviously, everybody likes the wins, right? But yep. um, yeah. As I, I was born for it. I, I couldn't couldn't see myself doing anything else.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs relate to that, but they don't have quite yet the clarity that you do. And I, and I think too that if you think back into your history, I know I know for me especially, you know, before there's a whole lot of resource and you're still grinding away that it is like, there's a love of the grind, but then there's, it's difficult, you know, like the love that you have now is because man, you, it sounds like you're surrounded by some great people and you've made some good choices and you've in there and you've got a good business. And, and so I think that there's light at the end of the tunnel for these guys that are listening, but there's some key things along the way that they need to do. And you've helped them with a ton of that. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I'd build it again. So, yep. Good stuff, man. Well, it's been super valuable having you here. I think, like I said earlier, we probably could have stopped it at the 10 minute mark, whenever that was, and they could have gotten all that they would come for. But how, how can someone connect with you? They just really resonated with you, they want to reach out, they want to see who who you are, what you're about? You can email me at
1: Sean at mfwaylandcontracting.com. We're in we're in Western PA. We're about twenty-ish miles north of Pittsburgh. You can Nice. hit me up on, on our website, mfwaylandcontracting.com. Personally, I don't really do much on social media, but you can follow the business on there. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, everything like that. And uh, I'm, I'm always available. So
0: That's awesome, man. We just so appreciate your value. And I can already tell just because we've been in some of the same circles just because of this, the language that you're spitting. But man, I know you paid money for some of the things that you've given here today. So thank you. The fact that you'd come on question. here and, and give it for free. So That's major value for you guys listening. So we wish you nothing but success, Sean. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive.